I want to greet you for the new year. This is standing at the threshold of 2024. And um, yes, there's a lot of uncertainty, but I want to speak about certainty um, in 2024. I believe we're going to see the power of God revealed. And I just pray that God would be with you, strengthen you, even through difficulty, because I thank God for all the difficulties in my life. And I just pray that God will take control of your life. Be blessed in 2024. Well, hello again. And uh, I'm not back into the series yet because I feel there are one or two individual messages that I need to bring to you. Um, to prepare us, because, um, yes, we're facing quite a new year, but not just a new year, but as I'm talking to you, we're facing such major changes in the world, politically, uh, militarily, with wars and rumors of wars. The world is not at peace, but I want to encourage you by saying all that's happening, whether it's earthquakes or floods or fires or storms or wars, all these things, Jesus said, are the signs of the end of the age in which he's coming back. <laughs> I wish that he would come in this year, uh, the sooner the better. But what I'm going to look at today is something slightly in line with this, but looking at it from a different angle, because I want to look at some of the things that Jesus told us before he left. And it's quite interesting that it goes really back to John's Gospel, chapter 14, and I'm dealing with the authorized version, although you'll find it's virtually the same in most of the translations, hopefully. Um, first of all, he starts off by saying to his disciples, because he was comforting his disciples. And that's why I feel it's important to you and me today. It's comfort. <laughs> I think we need it. Uh, because he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Um, very significant because he's linking himself with the Father and he's saying, uh, believe you do believe in God, believe also in me. I would put it the other way around, you believe in Jesus and his Father, God. And so, in verse 2, he says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, I find this is a tremendous comfort. And at this difficult time, and we're living in a very difficult time in the world, um, I'm not quite sure when you'll actually hear me speak, but as I'm speaking, we've got war in Israel and war in the Ukraine, and threats of war all over the world, even China invading Taiwan, and God only knows. But 
Here, Jesus is comforting his disciples by saying, I go to prepare a place for you. In other words, he's saying, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Um, there are many things inferred from this that Jesus is inferring and promising and saying, I would have told you if that isn't true. Now, that's quite a statement because um, you can hear that almost in a political sense. Uh, uh, I would have told you if it's not true. And then he says in verse 3, I go and prepare a place for you. And it's very much of a statement, if I go, he's saying, if I go, I will come again. Now, the certainty of the return of Christ is he did go. And what he's saying is absolutely, if I go, and prepare a place, I will come to receive you so that you will be with me. Oh, this is so important for us to remember in these difficult days. And he says in verse 4, where I go, you know. You know where I'm going, and you know how I'm going. <laughs> In verse 5, Thomas asks the inevitable question, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? But the reply of Jesus is absolutely clear when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. It is simply that he's confirming all that he's been teaching them. And we know the way, and we know how. But it's something more than this, because the real verse here in John 14 that um, struck me, and this was in my mind when I was preparing the message, is in verse 12. It's where Jesus says, Truly, I say to you, he that believes on me the works that I do will he do also. And what's constraining me, and the reason I'm talking like this is that in a time when we are obviously closer to the return of Christ, obviously, than at any time in history, uh, but not just that, but a time when uh, we're anticipating the near return of Christ, and I'm sure you, well, you should be. I am, because it's nothing to do with my age. It's the fact that I'm seeing the fulfillment of so much prophecy. Um, there's not much more to be left. And also, um, Jesus warns us that we should not sleep but should pray. Why? Because the, Jesus said himself that he would come back at a time when we didn't know. And so many of the church will not be aware. So many people will not be aware. That's why Jesus says um, when he comes back that it will be sudden, two will be in a bed, one will be taken, the other left, two working, and one will be taken, the other left. In other words, it will come so suddenly and unexpectedly. And the more I look at 
scripture and prophecy, and I'm not just dealing with prophecy today, I'm absolutely convinced that the Lord has to come to take us out before the worst of the tribulation. Um, no, I'm not going to go into dates or times on that, but I've just simply believed the simple fact that the scripture is showing us that Jesus comes because if we are not taken out, it would be extremely difficult to survive through what the world is going to go through. And I'm sorry to say that when you look at, as I am at the moment, uh, as I'm speaking to you, the massacres in Israel by Hamas and all the uh, that's resulting both in the Ukraine and in Israel and in Palestine, all of this, absolutely terrible. And in actual fact, as I, I talked to you, it's at a time when um, the Israeli government have released the pictures taken by the terrorists as they murdered people so brutally. And, and it's so shocking that some of the reporters watching the film couldn't even sit and watch it. It's so, so unbelievably horrible. And when I see even in the Ukraine, I mean, where you had a, a great day of prayer in Butra uh, uh, some months ago. It was it, it actually in the year that I'm preparing this. Um, and um, looking at the horrors of what happened there and having a day of prayer in that very place, which is a place where God, by a miracle, stopped the Russian army. When you look at what man is capable of, and I'm not just speaking of individuals or individual groups. Man's heart is desperately wicked. And man, if you, if you lose, uh, if you take away the constraint, and if you, if you loosen the demonic spirit that's available, men can be incredibly brutal. Um, oh. God help us. And if, if the day of judgment can be worse than that, and if worse than that is to come on the world, then I can simply pray that God will take us out. Now, if that is the case, then I believe that here, for me, I want to look at some of the things that he said before he left. It's quite interesting. Um, uh, we're not going to get him talking to us like this before he comes back. But he said an awful lot to his disciples. And the first is this, not to be troubled. Now, those are, the la those are not the last words, but it's the last message of Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. He says, I go to prepare a place for you and I will come back and take you there out of the world. Oh, thank God for that. And then he also says in verse 12, and this is the bit that I'm concentrating on, truly I say to you, he that believes on me will do the works that I do also. Hmm. So before he comes back, that's a challenge. I think we've got a job to do. I know I have. I know I've worked to do, and I know what my calling is, and I'm doing it. Um, that's why I, 
I, I don't believe I'm going to die. In actual fact, I, I can't die until I've finished the job that God's called me to do, and it isn't finished yet. Because what Paul could say was he said, I have run the race, I've finished the course. In other words, Paul was confident that he'd done everything that God had commissioned him to do. I'm sorry, I've seen an, an enormous amount. I've seen more miracles than most living people. I've seen where well, you know. But I believe what I'm going to be seeing in the future is greater than the past. I'm absolutely convinced that I'm going to see more of the power of God in my last years than I did in the first, and that I will not die, and that God will not take me until I have finished the job. Hmm. No, God won't take me, and it won't come for me, and won't allow me to die or go to heaven until the job's done. And so he says, He that believes on me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater things. And you know, I'm, uh, yes, okay, I'm ambitious, I'm adventurous. I want to see in my life greater things than Jesus did. And I look at the life of Jesus and his ministry, I want to do more. He said we can because he said I go to my father. And there are two things in this, two implications in it. One is that when he was to go to his father, he said later that he would go to the Father and the Father would send the Holy Spirit to enable us to do the greater things. So in other words, Jesus came to set an example but didn't finish the job. You and I have to finish that job. Therefore, we would receive the power through the Holy Spirit to do the greater things. And I'm looking for the greater things, the greater miracles. I'm expecting it, I'm believing in it, because Jesus said it. And then he also says something else, and we need to, I think we've got to take this literally. I take scripture literally. Um, some people are hesitant to do this, and I get people who say, well, the Bible is um, a collection of stories and written uh, by people and isn't necessarily accurate. I'm sorry. I believe, and I've fought for this ever since I was a boy at school, I believe that, as the Scripture says, all inspiration is given by, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Right. I believe that, and that's why I believe it literally. And the strange thing is that I've seen this actually in my own life because I'm still amazed. You, you know the story of my release from that communist prison in 1973 when I was there for not just Bible smuggling but preaching the gospel and the rest of it. And actually the only accusation that they could prove against me was that um, the Bible attacks the state. And so I was actually found guilty of sedition against the state, which is the same charge they brought against Jesus. But what I'm saying is this, that when I was in the prison, God did something amazing. Firstly, three, four days after my trial, when, yes, I was sentenced, 
um, and knew that I would be staying in the prison, God, in a dream, showed me that I would be out of the prison and showed me when, showed me the exact day, because in that vision, I saw myself out of the prison in the Royal Albert Hall speaking in a big Easter convention. Uh, I knew it was the Easter convention. That's the only time that my church ever took the Royal Albert Hall. And the amazing thing is because... Um, at that, shortly after that, I was able to smuggle my Bible back into my cell. I'm a professional smuggler. Come on, you know that. And um, the least I could do is if I could smuggle tens of thousands of Bibles into the Soviet Union, then I could smuggle the Bible into my own cell, which I did. It was a miracle, of course. Everything is a miracle that God does. And the amazing thing is the Holy Spirit led me to open the Psalms and to read Psalm 35, verse 18, and you read it. That verse convinced me that what God had shown me in the dream, he would do. And I was so convinced I was jumping up and down in absolute certainty that God was saying, yes, you will. In fact, so much so that it was only about three or four days afterwards, I'm saying to the Lord, Lord well, Lord, you know, my birthday comes four days before Easter. If you can work one miracle, why can't you work another? And why don't you send me home on my birthday? I've spent Christmas in prison. I was arrested just after my previous birthday. I don't want to spend another birthday in the prison. And I said, if you will, confirm it in writing. And the amazing thing is I read on on the scripture, I came to um, I think it's Psalm 68, verse 6, which confirms what God had said. So the interesting thing that I'm trying to say to you is this. People who don't believe the fact that the Bible is the Word of God and cannot accept it literally, there are three separate things that God has done in Scripture and confirmed with the Scripture, and God did exactly what he said. Firstly, he had confirmed in writing in Psalm 35 that I would be in the Royal Albert Hall. I was. Secondly, I'd asked confirmation that I would leave the prison on my birthday. History records that I did because that's the exact day that I flew on that airplane with Harold Wilson, who was prime minister, and landed in London at 10.30 on the morning of my birthday. So both things, God had confirmed in Scripture, he did what the Scripture says. Now, the other time, I think you all know, is when I had the throat cancer in 1964. And um, in the end, because after three months of praying, the cancer had become so big that the doctor said, if we don't operate immediately, you'll choke to death. And I refused to have the operation. And I said, Lord, this is the challenge. Do I stay in England or do I leave my church, leave my family and go completely to work in the Soviet Union and Israel? 
And I prayed the most dangerous prayer of my life. You know this, because I actually said, Lord, if you want me to stay in England, don't heal me. But if you want me to leave the church and go to work in the Soviet Union and Israel, I need a miracle. Heal me. And because I'm, I'm not like you, I'm very impatient, even with God sometimes, I'm sorry. He must get impatient with me, but I was impatient with him in that sense. I said, Lord, I want to know the answer now. And this was on the Sunday, the day before uh, I was to meet the, the, the surgeons, because on Monday they were, going, they were going to operate on the Monday. They'd seen enough, and they said, if we don't do it now, it's too late, we do it. And so before I went on the Monday, I said, Lord, I want you to tell me the truth. What's going to happen? And the amazing thing is, again, God showed it to me in Scripture. And in Romans 8, when I read, we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit, Holy Spirit, makes intercession for us. The Holy Spirit, did you hear that? Makes intercession for us for us according to the will of God. And when I read that, according to the will of God, I jumped up and I said, I'm healed. And of course, I went the next day and I was healed. So to me, the word of God is so important and to take it and believe it. And what he says in verse 13 is clear. He says, uh, believe on me, the works that I do, you shall do and greater, because I go to my Father and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So Jesus is saying that whatever you ask the Father in his name, the name of Jesus, he will do it. Well, it's, that's what he's saying in verse 14, isn't it? If you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. So, and, and he also says in verse 16, I'll pray the Father, he'll send you another comforter, even the Spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit. And verse 18, I won't leave you comfortless, I will come to you. So, in all of this, He's speaking comfort that he's leaving his disciples. After working together with them for three years, he's leaving them with comfort. And the comfort is this. One, you're going to receive the same power that I have, and you're going to be able to do more than I did. You'll have longer. He only had three years. We've got a lot longer than that. And then he says, I'm going to comfort you because whatever you go through, don't forget, I will come for you and take you to be with myself. And that's what he's saying in verse 3. If I go and prepare a place for you, and he says in verse 2, if it were not true, if it wasn't true that there's a place for us in heaven, he would have told us. And then he says, if I go, and prepare that place, I will come again and receive you so that where I am there you may be. And so the very evidence 
that he was seen of many people. He was seen alive for 40 days after the resurrection before he finally went into heaven. And there was only 10 days following the crucifixion, 40 days he was seen alive by many and only 10 days before on the day of Pentecost, the first part of his promise was fulfilled and he sent the Holy Spirit. And even the sending of the Holy Spirit 10 days after what he said and what he did is a confirmation Jesus does what he says. And I want you to take the word of God and apply it and believe it in your life. It's so important. I live by the word of God. I I joke sometimes I've got three Bibles. I've got more, but I have three particular ones. The one I keep by the side of my bed is my prayer Bible. And that's when I'm praying and wanting an answer. That's the one I go to. I've got another one, which is like this one I've got here, which is my sword, the sword of the Spirit. It's how I go into battle with the Word of God. And the third one is the one I have in my office desk, which is what I call my tom-tom, my satellite navigation. That's where I get the instruction from. I believe we need to take instruction from the Word of God. And what I'm recommending to you, whenever you hear me, and particularly if this at the beginning of a new year for you, I want to challenge you to read John's Gospel, chapter 14. And don't be troubled with what's going on in the world. Believe that Jesus is coming for you. And there's a job for you to do before he comes. God bless you. And do read John 14. And may God speak to you. Amen. Strength for now and for eternity. David will guide you through the Apostle Paul's letters to the Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. David has written this book to strengthen your faith at a time when everything around us is being shaken. Join David as he delves deep into the truths of the Bible. Order David's book, A Firm Foundation, by visiting our website, eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. My God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful promise. When you are committed to and support the gospel, then stand on this promise that when you give to the extension of the kingdom, God will supply all your need. Jesus called it giving and receiving. This year, God has given us wonderful opportunities to preach the gospel in Armenia, Georgia, and Poland. And we continue to support Ukraine by distributing humanitarian and spiritual aid. For 12 months, our staff have helped the displaced, vulnerable, and injured supplying food and medicines. To make a donation, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash donation. We would like to give you a free gift. 
David Hathaway's Prophetic Vision magazine is available free of charge. All you need to do is ask for it. This faith-building resource will show you the path to revival in your life and ministry. To receive this free magazine, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash magazine.